Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. It's week 15. Ready, Mike? I'm ready. Let's do it. The Colts are 14-0. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. We are here bringing you all the action from the world of high-stakes fantasy football. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, and as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. And Mike, the Colts are fourteen and zero, uh, and they got two more to go. Train keep it rolling all day long. I'll tell you what, Scott, that was uh, very interesting. There was a lot of a uh, lot, lot of stuff uh, built around whether they were going to play uh, Peyton or Joseph Adai, this and that. Uh, the guys, they needed to do what they needed to do. But uh, the one thing about it was uh, a couple guys on the defensive end were. Uh, you know, they were set and uh, it made it for quite an interesting game on Thursday. But uh, they keep on going undefeated, and the next undefeated game or uh, team plays on Saturday night uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. This is Red vs. Blue High Stakes Fantasy Radio uh, brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and the crew at thefantasysportschannel.com. You can, you can catch us live on fsc.fm. Also, we stream live on iTunes Radio, on Blog Talk Radio's uh, radio channel. And you can also uh, download the podcast and subscribe to the podcast uh, through your iPod or MP3 player. Just go to iTunes and hit the little subscribe button, and it will uh, update to your iTunes every week. In case you missed the show, uh, right-click, update your podcast, and you'll have us on there every week. Mike, this is a big week for high-stakes fantasy players, week two of the well, controversial if it's week two or if it's week four, but it's uh, the second week of the three-week uh, 
stretch run there in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. One of our good friends, John Rozek, uh, is in uh, second place overall, or was before last night. Didn't have a very good night last night, but still, at any time saying you, you were second place with two weeks to go in the World Championship is uh, a major a major accomplishment. And then in the Fantasy Football Players Championship, again, uh, two weeks to go there with uh, our good friends, uh, many of whom uh, who have been on the show are right there in contention for the uh, for the top prize, the uh, seventy five thousand. Uh, lots of money at stake, Mike. And um, this is this is one of those weeks where you don't want to get your lineup decision wrong. We have the crew. Uh, we call the, our chat room the crew at Red versus Blue. It's some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. They'll help you out. I uh, see Mark Ronix in the chat room from uh, uh, Fantasy Sports Channel. Welcome, Mark. We got cocktails and dreams. Uh, the $75,000 winner last year at the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Azuri is in the chat room. Definitely a player. And, G Money, we welcome you to the show. Got a lot of guests, uh, new new listeners this Good week, deal. Mike. A lot of a lot of new yeah. listeners this week. Well, uh, John, you know, John Roos is with us, Shot Caller, and UFFC. KO Kids there, too. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they enjoy the show. Uh, you know, I know they will. And, uh, you know, what we're – going to bring to the table is uh you know it's crunch time here uh, it's time for uh it's time for us to you know help everybody out and it's uh, time for you guys to help us out uh unfortunately yeah, we uh, need it. <laughs> we're, we're in uh you know we're still live in a couple of little little leagues but uh you know we're still live and uh, that's what it's all about is to be alive and you know survive in advance so to speak so uh you know that's what we're asking. We're asking for you uh, for your help, and uh, we're going to continue to give uh, our feedback. Well, and uh, Mike, we are going to give just a, a real quick uh, moment of silence for Chris Henry, 26 years of age. Uh, may he rest in peace. With some sad news, Mike, uh, with the with the tragic passing of Chris Henry, he had a uh, obviously a, a great career, possibly ahead of him. Had a lot of talent, had seemed to turn the corner, is what we're hearing. Obviously, from a lot of the the players in the team, he was picked back up by the team after some uh, mistakes uh, earlier in his career, and got it looks it looked like he got it together, and then it had one of those uh, relapses into uh, some of the uh, I don't know what you call it, Mike, and relationships that magnetism yep. that uh, sometimes is is going well, and then just as well as it can go, relationships can, can go completely the opposite. In the, and well, uh, that, that sounded got, like what was going on. Yeah, I, I posted something uh, last night on the uh, FFPC uh, message board. Um, I was never a big Chris Henry fan, but uh, life is life. And uh, I don't care if you're 26, 56, 86, uh you know, uh, a life is lost, and it's it's too bad, and it's a shame. And uh, it seemed like uh, Chris Henry had turned the corner. Uh, he had changed his ways, uh, so to speak, but uh, we don't know. Uh, we're not there. You know, right. we weren't there with his uh, fiance. We weren't there in his wrongdoings uh, uh, two, three years ago. So there's a there's a lot of variables out there, but the bottom line, uh, he was a great athlete, just like Rich Rodriguez said, uh, his head coach at West Virginia. You know, a great athlete and a great guy, and uh, fun to be around. And you know, you got to have guys got to have their backs in situations like this. So it was a sad situation, and uh, I'm sorry for Chris Henry and his family and 
in the whole situation and and as uh, two beautiful kids, and that's the sad part of it. Well, he definitely could stretch the field. He was that long ball threat that uh, Carson Palmer really enjoyed and any quarterback would enjoy. He could really get that ball. I owned him in a in a dynasty league as well. I had Chad Johnson and just kind of had Chris Henry there as some insurance in case something ever happened to Chad. I did get to, to uh, take a look at and, you know, I don't know how this stuff translates. You never know how players are going to react to this type of thing. Some of these guys are so young that they don't have never lost somebody this close that they've been to, and so you don't really know how players are going to react. My gut is, right. is they're going to play a really good game. This is the biggest game of the year for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a 4:05 game on Sunday at San Diego. I want to start there, Mike. Um, the, the, the Chargers have been playing some very good ball, probably just as hot as any team in the league right now, short of uh, Indianapolis Colts and, and St. Louis. They, uh, they they have been getting ran on quite a bit, uh, but they have had a uh, – it's just kind of a, a very respectable passing defense here lately. And Carson Palmer's going to have his work cut out for him, but Chad Johnson is the type of guy – he was very close to Chris Henry. He's saying he's going to have a huge game. Obviously, he says that all the time, right? But they do have a little bit of something extra to play for. I don't know what he's going to do. Apparently, he's going to wear a number 15 jersey at this game, Mike, in memory of Chris Henry, another – Rumor that is out there is that he might be wearing a jersey that says Uno Cinco for 15. Uh, what do you think about Chad Johnson going against well, the Chargers? Well, you know, uh, Chad's going to do Chad's thing. Uh, I think Chad is real uh, – he's real passionate about the game. Uh, he does all these all these, all these, these kinds of things, uh, you know, after he scores a touchdown, this and that. Chad's real passionate about the game. He's real passionate about his teammates. There's no doubt in my mind about this. Um, as far as this game goes, uh, me personally, I have a real concern about LaDainian Tomlinson going against the Cincinnati Bengals defense because I have LT going in a, in a, in a league that I basically uh, I'm going for the championship. And, you know, that's a lot of questions right there. Um so, you know, I'd like some input uh, from you because I, I'm basically, as a co-host, I'm asking questions right now. Yeah. Well, it's a tough one, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe we can, maybe we can field that one here in a little bit. We've got um, Mike and I are in a, a dynasty league. It's a 24-man league comprised. I'm telling you guys of some of the best minds over uh, at FootballGuys.com. Uh, a lot of the guys that hang out there. Uh, Ryan McDowell started a league. And uh, he's got a couple of them, four hyperactive leagues. These guys that are always online, always talking, always chatting. He's got four 24-man leagues, so you can tell. And, and there's a lot of activity rules there. you got to be on, checking in every week. Yep. Uh, yep. Unless, you know, you, you notify the league. And uh, Mike and I have a chance to come out. We're both in the semi, We're both in the conference finals of our 12-man league. And so it's, it's kind of a neat situation. It might be a red versus blue showdown in the hyperactive three league, Mike. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait well, and see. That's kind of fun. You know, I you know it has been fun. Uh, we've been talking about it a couple times uh, during the course of the week. Uh, but actually, Scott, I looked at it uh, even before last week. I'm going, well, if I can win this one and Scott wins that one, then next thing you know, we can end up uh, we we can do this thing. <laughs> and it's been it's been kind of fun. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, we got to each win this week, and you got a tough matchup against Johnny U. Uh, talk about that uh, Drew Brees and uh, Tony Romo trade. How'd that go down? Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, in Dynasty, you can't always just be looking at the uh, the players that you have. I had Brees, and I won my championship with him last year. This year going in, I, I, I needed some some youthful running backs, and so I just 
you know, I had him throw in a couple of young flyers at running back. We'll see if they pan out. Rashad Jennings has some upside, and, and then uh, Mike Goodson is another one. But uh, Romo's been kind of ha- having his own and holding his own against him, but I don't know. It's, it's not looking good. I'll tell you, I'm interested in that game, though, obviously, uh, tomorrow night. But that game last night, Mike, uh, Indianapolis wins 35-31 against Jacksonville. And uh, I'll tell you, nobody's talking about this, but I'm sitting here watching this game, and Jacksonville's getting one hell of a game. Uh, yeah. I didn't expect to see them sit Freeney and Mathis as much, even though I know they're a little banged up. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm asking myself, are they really playing for the win here or not? And then all of a sudden, uh, the the Jaguars are driving down the field, trying to win the game uh, with about a minute and a half to go, and they get a first down on about a 20 yard reception. And after the play is over, dead ball foul, false start, no flag even thrown. I'm like, man, that's a late call. Yeah. Uh, nobody's talking about that, but there, here comes the controversy in me and the and the paranoia. Is something going on here? The conspiracy? Uh, do they really want to see this cold no, Saints Super Bowl? Yeah, we don't need no Tim Donaghy. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, I don't know. I just always like to bring it up, but let's let's talk about the big performances from last week. Uh, obviously, Andre Johnson either destroyed you last week or he. You know, he glorified your your whole season. Eleven for one ninety three and two. Most of that was in the first half, Mike. He had like forty points right off the bat in the first half, and you're like, "Holy cow! What kind of night is he going to have?" And yeah. then you, and then so he ends up with forty two fantasy points. But Brandon Marshall comes out and does him one better in the second half, Mike. Uh, twenty eight targets for Brandon Marshall last week. Twenty one for two hundred and two. Fifty three fantasy points. Again, put the dagger in you if you didn't have him. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's sad to see a, a team lose like that when you've been playing very well all year. And then, you know, here you are playing Brandon Marshall and all of a sudden 53 points. You're beat. You, there's nothing you yeah. can do. You're beat. Uh, we lost to him in one of these leagues, and it's just it's really painful. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, to see those two wide receivers, Brandon Marshall and Andre Johnson, do what they did uh, was amazing, especially in the first half especially for Andre in the second half and, well, the entire game for Brandon Marshall. Uh, what was kind of curious to me, uh, you know, I, at, at, at halftime I get a text message and it says Matt Schaub's already thrown for 350 yards. I'm going, holy cow, Matt Schaub, this guy is a fantasy beast. I mean, yeah, this sure. guy scores points after points after points. Yeah, uh, He's steady. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we actually released a, a set of players uh, on the World Championship of Fantasy Football message boards of players we thought would really dominate in the playoffs. My first two, the only two players that came to mind, when I did a full study of an analysis of the last three weeks of the season, if you recall, I said Schaub and Andre Johnson would be the dominant players in this fantasy playoffs uh, uh-huh. that would take your team to the next level and be elite picks next year at the very, very top. Uh, Schaub and Andre Johnson finishing off the year very strong. We also had on that list as our one running back, we had Jamal Charles, which, again, after a great week mm-hmm. last week, uh, 31 fantasy points in that game, 143 yards and a touchdown, seven catches, 38 yards. That's that's a big part of what he does. Uh, he, goes top 10 in, he goes top ten in every draft next year, Scott. He is that wow. good. Well, we'll see. I don't know. He's a little guy. It depends on what they do in the draft. If, he, if he's in the – if he's not, uh, if they don't address that running back situation, we'll see. He's definitely going to be a mid-second uh, if he if he keeps playing the way he is. 
Um, but uh, Jamal Charles was one of those guys. And then we also had Michael Crabtree. Now, Crabs had an, a respectable game that night uh, against Arizona. Crabtree looked good. And did you see mm-hmm. the speed when he turned on the Jets after that catch? Yep. Uh, Crabtree ended up with, uh, on 10 targets, uh, five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown last week versus Arizona. He looked pretty good, and I think they could have done a lot more, too. And one of those catches, he probably shouldn't have caught, but he reached up. He didn't have alligator arms. He reached up and got it and, uh, and put it away. Yeah, he, he, he's uh, he's definitely going to be a force to, to reckon with. So, Mike, uh, we do see the Colts now. I'm going to be at that game next Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, 4.05 game. It's the cool. uh, New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, I'm a Jets fan living here in Indianapolis. Uh, so and this is this my week. chance. This is my chance to wreck it, man. This is the chance for the Jets to come in and wreck it uh, for all the Colts fans. So it's it's going to be one of those games we're certainly going to enjoy. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Russ Steele in the chat room at Red vs. Blue. Mike, he, uh, he's a friend of our program, been on the show before, and he's still he's number one well overall. Number one overall in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I talked to him about it before uh, yep. the playoffs began. We we took a hard look at his team, and Eli Manning just came through for him last week. Go, Eli. 391 yards and three touchdowns. Hakeem Nix has become the man in New York. This guy is a player. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm congratulations to uh, Russ as well. I mean, you know, you do those things, and you plug in those guys, and you, you stand by them, and, uh, you know, look. Think, things will happen for him. Mike, Mike, uh, Russ had one hell of a performance. Now, look, he had Reggie Bush. He had Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson wow. ended up with 39 fantasy points, 117-2, and two, three catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. This guy's a beast, 39 fantasy points. He starts Reggie Bush, who had a great game. Uh, it was nice to see Reggie getting back into the flow. I mean, he's yep. putting up 20 points. Now, the one thing I saw is that he benched Jason Snelling, which I was like, oh, Russ, come on, come on. Maybe you could call us in and tell us about that situation. Uh, he did bench Jason Snelling, knowing that Turner's out. Yeah. Very hard for me to do, uh, knowing that situation. In favor of who, though? You know, it was uh, it was not something that I expected. Uh, he's going to have to come on the show and tell me. When I saw it, I was really shocked. I think it was Darren Sproles. I think it was Darren Sproles. Oh. I was really shocked to see that. Uh, and I hope that doesn't come back to cost him. Russ, if you're on, you know, give us a call. Let's talk about that. But he did have Larry yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah, I'd love to let's, hear about it. Let's hope for the best for Larry Fitz, for Russ. Uh, he did say he's confident that he is going to play with that knee. But, Mike, he's not only got Chris Johnson, Reggie Bush, Eli Manning, Fitz, Fitzgerald. He had Deshaun Jackson. He, he, here's oh, another, hello. Here's another 36-point guy, uh, or 30 points if you're not in the FFPC, but Six for 178 and a touchdown, yeah. and this is a this is in a this is this guy's a weapon. I mean, a special teams touchdown he is, is nothing to him. He, <laughs> this team well, is looking you know, here. Scott, he he has so much ability. Uh, Deshaun Jackson can do whatever he want with whenever he wants to do it. Uh, you know, it's funny that route that he ran uh, with uh, with Donovan McNabb. He's like, look, man, give me the ball, give me the freaking ball. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to go. Stop and go. It's a simple stop and go yeah. route. And, he, and 
Next thing you know, if you, saw, if you saw Donovan, he kind of pumped one time. You, yeah. the, the, the corner froze, and boom. You, 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 cannot press, you cannot press Deshaun Jackson. That's just a big, big no. mistake. Lance is in the chat room. Uh, good to see sports betting, man. He also has – Russ also has Wes Welker, Mike. Wes Welker he's got. So look, yeah, Wes Welker, coming, Deshaun Jackson, Fitzgerald. Now you add a backfield that looks very respectable now with Chris Johnson, Reggie Bush, and Jason Snelling. Eli looking fantastic now with Knicks. And, uh, you know, his tight end was Chris Cooley. It's a shame he's lost him, but he's got Heath Miller. Heath can get the job done. Oh, Heath can uh, get it done. Yeah, you, you throw in a little Jay Feely, Joe Nedney, and New Orleans Saints. He, I'm telling yeah. you, Russ has a shot at winning seventy five thousand. Very happy for Russ. Just wanted to bring that up. It's a it's a good looking cool. squad, that's and cool. and wish I had uh, been an investor on that team, man. I'll tell you, that's a that, yeah. that has a a good shot at winning. And I'll tell you, if you if you look at this team now, uh, with the shape that he's in. I mean, he's he's about a hundred points up on tenth uh, place, a little over a hundred po- points up on tenth place, and so he's really in a good shape playing against about eight other guys for seventy-five thousand. I'm telling you, I'll bet you this team right now is worth about ten thousand dollars. Yeah. If you had to sell that team right now, I'll, I wouldn't sell it for any less than ten thousand dollars. So I totally uh, agree. I totally agree. He's he's got. I mean, he's loaded for bear, and uh, just bring it on, just bring it on. And uh, I don't think he'd sell a bit of it. Uh, remember last year when we talked about this, Scott? If you would yeah. sell part of your team and this, and right? That, it'd be a nice, if, it, if, if yeah, if somebody, if a league could get that uh, ability, you know, and you could put offers right in on the site from from part, you know, from right. strategic partners, and they could accept bids, and money could be in escrow, and and the league could kind of be a league safe harbor for you, and, and you could sell part of your team, but you still retain lineup decisions. That would be kind of nice to see. It would be anonymous buyers, you know, that type of thing, so nobody knows who it is really. But I don't know. I, I think it would be kind of neat uh, to see. Uh, well, like that. You, know, it, you know, like I said last year, I'm going to say the same thing, that, same thing now. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's my team, and I, I want to keep on going with it. So good luck for us. Chad's got a, a question in the chat room. We're gonna we're gonna try to adjust that here in a in, in a minute. Um, let's look at this other team in the fantasy football players championship. You can go to theffpc.com or myffpc.com to look at all these all these lineups that are on here in the overall leaderboard. This is another team that I picked. We picked this team to win. Mike Team Thompson is in number two overall. It didn't take him long to jump up that lineup. I told you this is the team I like. His team is Donovan McNabb. Frank Gore, Chris Johnson, monsters, right? Uh, he probably started Roy Williams and Donald Driver last week. And then he's got three tight ends, Dallas Clark, Vernon Davis. I'm sorry, he's got four. Dallas Clark, Vernon Davis, Antonio Gates, and Jermichael Finley. I mean, those three tight ends, Clark, Vernon Davis, and Gates, along with Chris Johnson and Frank Gore. <laughs> McNabb, you're, you are, you, this team right here is loaded for bear. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I could see I could see Team Thompson pulling this out. So I, I think it's going to be between uh, Russ and Team Thompson in the end. And I think we are. Uh, I'm being told that we have a, a guest caller on the air from the three one seven. Could this be Russ Steele? I'm on here to take my medicine for Snelling. <laughs> How many points did it cost you, Russ? Seventeen points. Oh. Yeah, okay. seventeen painful points, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a nice week, so I can't really complain. How many did you put up? 
Uh, I think 198. Wow. Nice, nice. Rob. What a what hey, a Russ, week to put up 198. Hey, yeah, Fitzgerald. Hey, uh, Mike. I, I'm glad you uh, I'm, I'm glad you joined us. And uh, go ahead with the Fitzgerald comment. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that kind of hurt us. We we anticipated we were down about uh, seven points going into the Monday night game, and anticipated Fitzgerald to uh, help put us ahead, but. Uh, uh, as it was, he, you know, came up lame a little bit, got back in the game, and thought they had a horrible game plan, but, uh, you know, I'm not the coach. So, anyway, we uh, had a nice week, and, you know, we feel pretty confident, uh, uh, you know, about this week. We've got some, you know, players I think that can go off. I think Chris Johnson's going to have another nice week this week, uh, even though they're, you know, they got a, what, what looks on paper to be a tougher matchup. I just think that, uh, you know, they're trying to get them. Yeah, I think they're it trying to get him. Johnson. Falk's record, I think, you know, is what they're shooting for, um, you know, on the combined yardage. So, anyway, we're uh, we're excited. We we do have a couple of uh, you know decision uh, decisions to make on the lineups. Uh, I'm kind of kicking back and forth between Eli and Orton this week, believe it or not. Um, and then also, you know, I put in the me- in the uh, message board between Sproles and Bush. Um, yeah. Those. I don't think you have any – I don't think you have any choice with Sproles or Bush. You've got you've to gotta think that Bush, with the uh, being back with Mike Bell, um, not being in the picture right now, right? Uh, well, I think Pierre, he's Yeah, Bell practiced uh, – had a full practice today, so, so I think that he's going to be back. Yeah, so okay, well, if – if he's back, I think that takes away from Pierre. I think what they're seeing from Reggie is a healthy Reggie and somebody that can make plays in the backfield. So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not too convinced that uh, it's going to be a three-way split as much as I think I'm seeing Reggie Bush, you know, be a big contributor. Uh, the fact that Sproles is back there uh, against Cincinnati, very stingy against the run. I think if you look what they've done, fifth fifth best ru- uh, defense against the running backs all year. Uh, and it's and it's one of those games that I don't think you're going to have. Uh, you, you will have some you will have some passing action. So so I, I take that back. I think you will see Sproles involved in the passing game a little bit because they are so stingy on the run. Uh, but I think they both got big home run ability, right? You're 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 in. Um, you get punt returns for both of them, so they're very yep. similar players there. Um, uh, let, let's look at what Dallas does against the run. Dallas is right there as well, number ten against running backs. So. I think you, when you look at pace of a game and importance of a game, they're both very important games. Um, so maybe it is a coin flip. <laughs> yeah, it's closer than, um, you know, probably what it was last week, obviously. But, um, you know, I wish Turner would maybe rest his ankle one more week. I wouldn't mind getting Snelling in there this week. But, uh, um, you know, they, they have a tough matchup against the Jets, so. Yeah, I think it really comes down to Bush or Sproles, and uh, you know, I mean, we're leaning towards Bush. Obviously, he's he's come through uh, nicely this year. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, you know, the 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 um, you know the bigger question for me really is Eli against uh, the Redskins. Let's um, talk about that. Let's let's talk about that for you, Russ. I mean, it's he's coming off his best game of the season. Coincidentally. Uh, that was Nick's first starting game on, on that side of the field, but. That contest was at home. Uh, quarterback t- typically performs well there. It's a different story on the road. Manning just has two touchdowns 
and four picks in his last three games away from Giant Stadium. So this is one of the players. He said Orton. He said Orton. And, I mean, it's a, it's a better matchup. It's a better matchup. Eli is playing Washington fifth against uh, quarterbacks. Orton's playing uh, Oakland, which is 16th against quarterbacks. So they definitely uh, let, a, let a lot go. Washington, if they have any part of their game going right, it's that, uh, it's that secondary. And But, look, they're traveling Monday night to Washington, and it's, they only allow 188 passing yards per contest. I think Manning could struggle. Yeah, uh, and I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I hate to uh... – you know, go away from uh, Manning. He's averaging four more points a game than uh, Orton. But, uh, you know, I just think Orton, maybe uh, they keep continue their role this week. You know, he and Marshall and, uh, you know, maybe get Scheffler involved. Um, you know, the uh, Oakland is uh, not especially good against the tight end. So uh might be an opportunity there as well. I think this is one of those classic games, Russ, that you come off looking like a genius if you sit Eli uh, yeah. And you play play Orton over him, uh, but again, you you look like a heel if it doesn't work out. But you know what? You, you you just you just you analyze all your information. You make the best decision possible. There's no hindsight here. You make the best. You're you're going to make the best decision possible. Been working for you all year, so you're you're in the you're you're tuned in right now. So don't doubt what your hunch says and and go with your gut. And uh, I mean, I I take Orton, but again, it's a seventy-five thousand dollar question. Russ, let me ask you: the week before the playoffs. How much would you have sold your team for? What do you think it was worth? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I would have only sold a percentage of it. Uh, let's just put it that way. Um, you know, I mean, I really think that it was worth, uh, you know, for the overall, I'd say 40000 Um, You know, I mean, we led, you know, we, we led the contest uh, coming out after 11 and 13 weeks in total points. Um you know, and I think there was only two out of those 13 weeks that we weren't in first place. So, um, you know, it was a pretty consistent team, you know, throughout the year. We had the one bad week in week 12. Um, right. Almost scored 100 points under our average. But outside of that, I mean, we had some uh, very strong weeks and the potential to pull it up, put up 200 points, you know, like we almost did last week. So that's, uh, you know, I mean, that's – and even now, you know, a week into the playoffs – I think that number goes, you know, I, I guess I love my team, so, you know, that number goes higher. Yeah. Like you, said, you, you got a question in the chat room about Moreno. I think Moreno's a, a, a fantastic start this week with C, with Correll Buckhalter, very likely out this week. Um, he, he has an issue that uh, is, um, uh, he's definitely doubtful. Uh, and Moreno's coming off of that tough game in Indy, but, I, I think he's uh, he's rushed for at least 80 yards in four straight games, and this Sunday he takes on the Raiders. That Mike they allow 150 yards a game, and they surrendered a league yeah. high 20 touchdowns. So Moreno should see the bulk of the carries, and this guy he flat out he, he he's a flat out producer. Well, I think Denver's got their uh, they got their situation straightened out. They've obviously shown that uh, Oakland uh, their defense. Well, I mean, it can be very tough against uh, uh, Denver in, you know, in that rivalry that they have. But uh, Moreno, Moreno, it's his time to step up, time for him to uh, be the player. So uh, we'll see what kind of player he is. And uh, I don't think he'll disappoint uh, fantasy owners that have him uh, in the playoffs. Russ, we got a question in the chat room. What's your take on Steve Smith? 
and the Panthers this week. Uh, it's a Monday. It's the Sunday night game against Minnesota, but Carolina is looking for a little uh, confidence booster here. It's a home game. You've got a home crowd. You, it's on national television. What do you think uh, Steve Smith's going to do without Jake DeLome in the lineup? I, I have zero confidence in their passing game, so <laughs> I'm, probably not, I'm probably not the right guy. I'm, I'm not the no, right I guy to answer that question. Man, I totally agree, Russ. Keep going. <laughs> I, you know, I think that there may be some garbage time. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, they don't have a quarterback on the roster that, um, you know, can consistently get in the ball. I, I see a lot of turnovers, you know, just as it's been, you know, at this point, every team knows that he's their weapon. And, um, you know, so uh, much like Moss, um, you know, if you put enough people and pay enough attention, you know, you can take that weapon out of the game. So uh, as much as I love Steve Smith as a player, I just, uh, that one scares the heck out of me. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. You're listening to Russ Steele, the leader in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Two weeks away from possibly being crowned Year Two's uh, Grand Champion and seventy-five thousand dollars. Russ, uh, you've got uh, some competitors here with Chris Johnson behind you, so that's really not the guy that's going to set you apart from the competition. Uh, obviously, we're watching this Fitzgerald injury with this knee. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson is the guy that really uh, I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of Deshaun Jackson guys, so so he's somebody that I think you really got to just keep the pedal to the metal. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the strength of our team. Chris Johnson, notwithstanding, you know, when you look at uh, uh, the four receivers that we can put out on the field, um, you know, any given week, I mean, that's that's really what's carried us this year. And you know, I mean, between him, <clears throat> between him, Welker, um, Deshaun Jackson, Welker, and uh, everything I've heard, Fitzgerald looks to be okay. So, you know, unless they just pull him out for uh, precautionary reasons, but I think that they really want to bounce back after that poor performance last week. So, well, you're getting a you know, sweet look- match up there against Detroit. It's the, one of the worst in the league. So, you got to feel good about that. So, Russ, do, are you in a situation on uh, maybe who do I set? You know, based on what I'm hearing about your wide receiver crew, I mean that is uh, that's loaded. I mean, or do you start them all? What's the parameters? Well, I mean, you know, we're definitely you know looking at uh, yeah, provided Fitzgerald starts, obviously, but we're looking at Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, and Welker, and then you know we've got a choice between Chambers and uh, uh, Cotchery. But I think with uh, Sanchez being back, I, I almost look for that game to be. Um, you know, a little higher scoring than probably what the Jets, uh, you know, are looking at uh, usually. But, uh, you know, so I, I think, you know, Cotchery, Sanchez and Cotchery have a pretty good uh, chemistry, especially, um, sorry, <clears throat> sorry, Scott, but, um, you know, Braylon's having some issues with his hands. Um, they have to go to somebody that can catch the ball and that, uh, yeah, you know, between Keller and Cotchery, so. Wait a minute. Why are we talking about starting Cotchery? Who are you benching? No, I'm just saying it, it's between Cotchery, um, and, and Chambers, you know, as a, Cotchery as a fourth receiver. Oh, you're, you're, you're under no circumstances going to start Snelling if, if Turner's out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm anticipating Turner playing. Oh, Turner, you know, okay. At least, yeah, Turner said he's playing this week. You know, I mean, that's that's Friday. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If Snelling plays, if uh, Turner sits. 
Yeah, because you gave up 17 once. You can't sit back and look back at next week and say, he did it again. Absolutely, no, I agree. Some of that stuff, some of that stuff plays on you, Mike. I'm a real firm believer in that. Yep. It's like it's like Bill Polian. He he had this thing happen to him years ago uh, with an injury uh, to one. You know, uh, I think it was Cornelius Cornelius Bennett uh, that played him in the last yep. week and 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 going forward. And and he's the spiritual leader in yep. that locker room, and he lost him. And and so you know that he's an owner, and he thinks about that stuff when it happens again. Uh, he's not. He doesn't want to see Peyton go out, uh, and he doesn't want to see one of his star players, Reggie Wayne. Dallas Clark would be a murderous situation for them. That's just one of the guys that have just that really taken over, and and he is not. He's not invincible. Dallas is known to get banged up, and I mean, you saw after that touchdown this week, he stayed on the ground a little bit. He took a hard hit to the side there. That was, you know, two weeks ago. He played well last night, but you'd hate to lose a player like Dallas Clark when it's a meaningless game. Let's face it. You don't need these games. These games mean nothing except feel-goods when really the only feel-goods that should matter are those playoff wins. Like we've seen it every year from the Colts, 13-3, no. 14-2, and, and, and then they lose to the Chargers, and, and we try to understand why. Scott, I totally disagree with you. They are meaning, they're meaningful games. They're not meaningless games. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, people can say, well, if they get hurt in week 15, 16, 17, you know, I – they're like, well, oh, you shouldn't have, uh, you shouldn't have put them in the lineup. Well, they were in the lineup in week one, two, or three. I mean, come on, yeah. let 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 them play it, let them play it, let them do it. Let let uh, New Orleans do what they're doing. Let Indy do we'll what see. they're doing. If you keep on doing what you're doing, it will transcend in, into uh, better things come the playoffs and ultimately the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, Russ, I know you're a, you're a hometown Colts fan, so uh, are you going to be at the game next Sunday as well, or are you going to stay at home in front of the computer making sure you're not going anywhere to mess up this 75K? Well, I love uh, I love the Colts, but uh, this is the slowest week of the year in my career field. Um, so actually tomorrow we're uh, packing up the family and headed to Florida. So we'll get down oh, there great. Sunday about 1230 and uh, just a time to – plug in and watch the games and um and uh, you know and then we're going to spend a week down there so well you better have all the games on that sounds awesome that sounds awesome what part of florida are you going to uh well we're going to start out in panama city beach and we've got family down in the naples area so we may uh make a road trip down there for a couple of days so good deal well, good luck, down there. rough Appreciate deal it. uh number one in the fantasy football players championship thanks for joining us russ yep glad to do it and he has a legitimate shot at the whole enchilada, Mike. Seventy-five thousand with that team. Let's, let's move on because we've got about beef. we've got about twenty minutes left in the show, and we really haven't got to much here. Uh, the big week by Ray Rice, thirty-two fantasy points last week. He's got a he's got a game uh, this week that you've got to be you know salivating a, a, about. He's just that type of player. They're playing Chicago. Yep. It really looks like Chicago's just camped it in and gave up. This team, you, you hear the desperation in the coach's voice and Lovey Smith, and I don't I don't see anything stopping Ray Rice from another big big week. Uh, although McGee, he got a little bit, that uh, was like in the second that. half. Yeah, uh, Jamal Charles again. We already talked about Dallas Clark. We brought up uh, a, a key injury this week was Nate Burleson. Obviously, if you were counting on him, you're not doing a lot. But uh, if you need a, a, an emergency player, maybe Deion Branch. He had seven targets last week, five catches, 33 yards. He has a good matchup at Houston. Uh, and, again, that should be one of those big kind of passing games, Seattle versus Houston, and you should see a lot of passing yards. 
Mike, I'm hearing a lot of tight end discussion this week. Fred Davis, Kellen Winslow, these guys. Kellen Winslow's not healthy. Uh, he, he's not healthy at all right now. He's he's He did not practice all week. He's with right. a knee injury. He's questionable. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, he's getting good targets, nine targets last week, but he's only convert. I mean, it's they're not great passes by Josh Freeman yet. We can't expect a rookie to do much. Four catches, 26 yards last week versus the Jets. So it's not like he's lighting the world up with those nine targets. Um, no, exactly. And, and that's going to be tough. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, that's another team that may be packing it in as well. Uh, Josh Freeman, he wants to do as, as best as he can. Uh, but, you know, if he don't have anybody to throw to and uh, if Kellen Winslow's hurt, yeah, what's next? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we, we did, he, Russ did mention Mark Sanchez. He is back against the uh, the Falcon pass defense. Something has to give there. And uh, Rex Ryan announced that Sanchez will return from that and start Sunday in the Meadowlands. A lot of weather issues there, Russ. Be careful on the weather. They're going to have a lot of snow, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, the Jets have the 30th-ranked pass defense in the league. You, uh, they, quarterbacks average a 98 passer rating, second highest in the league. Should be again. But if it's a if it's a ground if it's a snow game, uh, you're going to see a lot of Thomas Jones. Uh, well, so be prepared to uh, you know. And I'm playing against Thomas Jones and Hyper Man. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't want to see I it. I am. But... I am the weatherman. And I, okay. you know, I've been I've been watching this uh, low pressure system. If I can take two minutes of of your time, uh, I've been watching this low pressure system move across the east, and uh, it's going to. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think weather is going to play that big of a deal in that game. So just go with that. It might be a little windy, but not much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They're they're calling for, you know, I mean, they're calling for what, four or five inches here in Indy by Monday. So I don't know what's going to happen. You just never know what this stuff is. No, you got to no. Be careful. You, you won't get Look anything for the conditions. Shot. Look for the conditions right before game time. Mike, this Buffalo team, they're playing New England. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what the situation is with Randy Moss. There's obviously uh, something going on. Um, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, uh, definitely they they were calling him out uh, for quitting last week. Robert Kraft and Belichick and, and Brady, they're all defending him. But I don't know, Moss might get he might might not get a chance to to make the statement Sunday against the Bills. Uh, the Bills have one of the best wide receiver defenses in the league, number two overall against uh, wide receivers. And, and with that team being as bad as they are, that's not a fluke that Buffalo is number two against wide receivers. They have some very good corners, only behind number one in the league, the Jets and Darryl Rebus. Well, you know, I'm looking at the standings right now, Scott, and thinking about New England. Uh, they they have, The destiny is in their hands. I didn't... I didn't even write them down as far as uh, wild card teams and uh, teams that are in jeopardy. I think New England's going to be just fine. Uh, yeah. You know, so many, you know, it's press related or what have you about, uh, well, they're having problems. Well, yeah, I mean, Randy Moss, he had alligator arms again and did it, you know, fumbled. And from that point on, he wasn't right. But when you look at the AFC and what's, What's going to happen in week 15, 16, and 17, it is amazing how many teams are available. Denver, Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Baltimore, the Jets, Miami. And that doesn't include 
New England, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. The AFC is a mess, and New England is going to – they're the team, the hoodie and his crew, they're going to make something, uh, you know, they're going to have to do it. We'll see. We'll see. New England's playing against the worst defense against the run but and and one of the best against wide receivers, number two overall against fantasy quarterbacks. So – Let's see what happens, but I'll tell you what, if you're New England, you're just gonna you're just gonna run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. If it's a big Maroney game for sure. If you have him, yeah. you gotta get him in there this week. Another player you gotta get in is Jamal Charles. You mentioned it, Mike, versus Cleveland. Uh he's a small guy and everybody was wondering if he could handle a full workload. Guess what? He can. He's averaging he can. seventeen carries, ninety yards a game over his last five, and he's found the end zone each game. And he could run all over this Browns team, who has allowed about 150 yards a game, just just under. So he's a, he's got to be in your lineup, Mike. Jamal Charles is a fantastic play. Another guy that we got to get to is Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Bryant. Uh, you know, obviously nice last week last week was obviously a no-brainer. You can't start him against uh, Revis. Um, and and. And, but his, his past two games prior to that, he caught eight passes for 207 and a touchdown. And I'm telling you, one of those games was absolutely fantastic. He looked great. And he's going against the Seahawks that allowed 250 yards a game, uh, almost two touchdowns over, uh, through the air. So this should be a good game for Antonio Bryant, especially with the fact that Winslow is banged up, Mike. So there's two guys right there, Bryant and Charles. There you go. Uh, oh, and Maroney. Those are three guys that will have absolutely fantastic days. Yep. They're also talking about Fred yeah, Davis in the chat room, Mike. What do you think about Fred Davis? Fred Davis. Fred Davis? I, hey, Fred Davis, I mean, you know, he's been – he's a hot commodity right now. Uh, yeah. The one thing that I don't like about Fred Davis is he's going against Philly. Uh, okay. And let's see what I, they I do. Just, let's, uh, let's see what they are against tight ends. Philly, Mike Philly is the worst team in the league against tight ends, so that kind of works out. Well, it may work out, but you know I understand the stats and everything like that. But uh, Philadelphia, uh, check them out the versus tight ends in uh, say November. From November on, I mean. Philadelphia is the best November, December team I think I've ever seen. Well, we'll see. This Fred Davis kid, I'll tell you what, I, I really like him coming out of uh, uh, USC, and he was a really he was a, he was a dynasty prospect that everybody was loving, but then he gets drafted by Washington, and, and as dynasty owners, you go, damn. Well, that's a guy. If I, if I draft him, I'm going to have to sit and wait on him. He's six four, two sixty, Mike. He's a beast. He's a monster, and he, and he has hands. And Jason Campbell is finding him. Uh, there's another two touchdowns last week, three catches, 50 yards. I tell you what, he's exploding. Uh, over the last three games, 12 passes, 150 yards, and four touchdowns. And this Monday, he goes against the Giants that have been burned by tight ends all year. Uh, Brent Selleck went off. Jason Witten went off last week. Uh, this is another Fred Davis week, Mike. So I, I, I think he's a he's a guy that you can feel happy about getting in. The guys I'd be worried about, and if the if you have these guys on your lineup, we got 13 minutes to go on Red versus Blue. If you want to call us up, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. 
Uh, Jeremy Shockey for the Saints. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, he's got a toe injury. Set him. Uh, <laughs> you got to sit him, right? Set him. He, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week six, Mike. He's he's averaging a mere 32 yards in his last six games. So there's, I don't there, think there's you so can start many, Shockey. No, I agree, Scott. There's so many other options uh, with New Orleans, uh, especially the way uh, Reggie Bush has been playing. There, there's yeah. so many other options with uh, New Orleans. You, you can't I, – I couldn't start him. No way. Let's let, let's take a look at a guy that you might start this week, Darren McFadden against Denver. He is back. Uh, Denver is, is a, a very respectable run defense, but, again, lately they have allowed a little bit. Uh, three catches for 84 yards, including that long one for 48. And he's, he's just kind of getting eased back into the rushing game. Eight carries for 21 yards. Mike, what happened? Where's Michael Bush? He's not getting carries at all. Is he is he out? What's going on here? I think it's an injury issue. It's just, uh, you know, a couple of the guys have just uh, stepped up to the plate, and maybe Michael hasn't in uh, practice. Uh, that's something that you got to go, uh, you know, go inside uh, the Raiders and uh, find out what's going on, uh, go inside Cable's mind, and that's a hard yeah. thing to do. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on it for you as uh, as game time approaches. John in the chat room wants to, to know. It, I would love to see if if it is an injury issue. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure, but uh, we, we'll keep our eyes on Michael Bush. John in the chat room, Mike wants to know about Lashawn McCoy, and I'm getting worried about this situation here. I'm seeing a lot of Leonard Weaver in this in this game. Uh, I, I keep seeing more and more of this Leonard Weaver guy, and yep. it seems like all he does is, is make a big play, uh, catch a good screen, go in for the six. And McCoy, the last couple of games, has not looked like what I thought he would. I mean, a, a grand total of 30 yards on 16 carries in two games. Uh, and now he's going up against the Niners. And, I mean, this this is a very well, good well, Niner that's defense. Funny you said, that's funny you said that, Scott, because uh, on the waiver wire uh, – uh, Leonard Weaver, he's been picked up quite a bit, uh, you know, in uh, local leagues and things like that in favor of LaShawn McCoy. So, you never know. What do you think about this Packers-Steeler game, Mike? This is the same Steeler team that won the Super Bowl last year, and you've got all this, no, all not. these Packer fans, these cheese heads, the sluggish <laughs> start that Green Bay had, 4-4, four and four, they've won five straight. Uh, yeah. While the Steelers, on the other hand, have lost five straight. Started at six and two, they're down to six and seven, and out of the out of the playoffs. You got a very hot team, a very against a very cold team, but that very cold team is at home. Uh, but I, I just uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has made all the difference in the world in the Green Bay Packers. They have. I, I hope that Green Bay Packers fans. They put Brett Favre to bed because Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. And I love what he's doing, and I love what Ryan Grant's doing. And the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, I mean, they, they are showing that, hey, we are legit as well. Yeah. Now, this Patriots game, I'm telling you, we touched on them just a little bit earlier. Uh, they're playing against the Bills. This game really intrigues me. I think the Patriots are kind of going in the wrong direction, even though – you know they got a win last week. It just—I mean, okay—they're going in the wrong direction with a win. That feels kind of weird, right? But it, it does feel that way. They won twenty to ten against Carolina, uh, but you know it wasn't a, a big game by Brady. Nineteen for thirty-two, one ninety-two. They ran the ball all day long. They had like forty carries 
last week. So I can understand that. That's the, that was that was all game plan for Belichick. He just wanted to get out of there with a W. But this week they played the Bills, and, and here's a coach that's uh, an interim head coach. If he wins this game, Mike, I think he gets the job next year because if you beat New England and you're Buffalo, I think you get the job. But you you, you well, remember I, week one, you know, Buffalo not, almost it, it, Buffalo almost won that game last last the first week of the uh, of the year against the Pats. Well, yeah, and I remember that um, this game this week. Uh, I've got a huge amount of uh, interest in it because uh, in Hyper Three, uh, Jeff Wannabe, he's got uh, Tom Brady and Wes Welker. So uh, naturally, I'm gonna hope that uh, Buffalo plays solid D, solid on the corners like they did. Earlier in the year, and uh, this could uh, this could ca- catapult me to the uh, next level. Another stat I want to I want to run by you, Mike. The New England Patriots have eight wins this year. You know how many home games they've had? How, how many home? Me how many? You know how many home wins Six. they've had this year? Seven. Oh wow! And do you know uh, they played in London and they won? They beat the Bucks thirty-five to seven in London. That's their eight wins. Do you realize so that the five, the five road games they've played this year, they've lost. They can't win on the road. They're playing in Buffalo this week, and, and, and so completing a sweep won't be easy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Keep an eye on that spread. That's a good stat, Scott. It, it might be interesting to see, but for some reason they're having a hard time playing on the road. Uh, let's talk about this Cowboy game, Mike. Uh, Dallas Cowboys against the Saints, and uh, this is this is not the same Cowboy team we we saw last year with Marion Barber. And uh, I don't I don't. This is a Tony Romo team led by Miles Austin at the receiver position, not Jason Witten anymore. Austin has more touchdowns than Roy Williams and T.O. combined. He has ten touchdowns, matching Roy Williams and, and Terrell Owens. Well, you know, it just – I don't know how to explain it. I, being a Dallas fan, I don't know how to explain it. It just uh, kind of worked out that way. Uh, the last couple of games, uh, watching Tony Romo, uh, the one thing I like, he's not making crucial mistakes. He's, he's not throwing goofy interceptions the way he used to do, uh, things like that. Um, when I look at the uh, wild card thing in the NFL, in the NFC, uh, Dallas Giants, Atlanta, San Francisco. Uh, you know, these guys are all fighting it out for uh, two spots. So uh, Dallas has a big game against uh, New Orleans. DeMarcus Ware, I'm not sure about his uh, status. It looks yeah. like he wants to play, but now I'm not sure if they're going to let him. Yeah, that, that's going to be a shame, too. Mike, I know you were looking at the playoffs. Can we talk about the AFC? I want to talk specifically about the Miami Dolphins. With so many teams in the AFC at 7-6 and six and 6-7, six and seven, these last three weeks of the season are going to be basically playoff games. Now, Miami has the 6-7 and seven Titans on Sunday in a game. Tennessee has to have it in order to keep its dream alive. And then you've got if the Texans beat the Rams Sunday – the Finns in Week 16 face a 7-7 seven and seven Houston team that's desperate. So they've got a desperate Titans, a desperate Houston, and then the Steelers uh, at home in the in the in the last week of the season. So huh, the Dolphins are in a stretch. What, what's going on in the AFC? Well, the, the way it shapes out in the AFC is uh, Miami and Tennessee. This is their Super Bowl, in my opinion. 
This okay. is the Super Bowl this week. Uh, whoever loses, they lose out. Now, if uh, if Tennessee wants to move on against San Diego, that's going to be a tough matchup as well. Miami, they move on in Week 16 against Houston uh, at home. Yeah, they can win that game, and that's no problem. Uh, don't forget about the Jets. Jets have Atlanta at home, then they got to go to Indy. So that's mm. going to be a toughie. Mm. Uh, Baltimore has Chicago. Don't forget about Baltimore. They got Chicago at home at Pittsburgh. So it I doesn't get Pittsburgh, much tougher for the Jets. Atlanta, Indy, and Cincy, the last three. Right, exactly. Uh, believe it or not, Pittsburgh is not in the uh, – they're not in the scheme of things, but they are going to play big-time spoilers because – they're going to play all these teams and have a chance to knock out a uh, knock out a Baltimore or knock out a uh, Miami. Or so, are you whatever. calling? Or who are you taking? I've got. I, I think Baltimore is going to come out and, and be that final wild card. Um, I'm going with Miami. Okay, you got you've got Miami. I've got Baltimore. Yep. We'll go ahead and, and and you know Miami's got winnable games there for sure. Uh, Cleveland, uh, no, let's see, what, what does Miami have? They have Tennessee, Houston, Pittsburgh. So, yeah, they can go three and out. But I think uh, Baltimore owns the tiebreaker. They've got Chicago, well, Pittsburgh, Oakland. So they both got to play Pitt. Yeah. We'll see what Pitt shows up. Well, hang, on a hang on, Scott. We've got, we got, still got about three minutes. Uh, yeah. I'll take that back. Uh, Denver? They're a lot. Yeah, Denver's a lot. Yeah, they, they're a lot. They're in. They're not going anywhere. And if they did, it would be a, it would be an ultimate collapse. So I don't I don't see that happening. Houston? Nope. No. Yeah, I'm going with Miami. Miami. Okay, you've got Miami. I, I'm thinking Baltimore, and uh, you know I, I Miami can definitely do it, but uh, I think Baltimore is poised. They're they're a little more experienced. They've been there before. You got Ray Lewis, and you've got a Joe Flacco, second year Flacco, who again. They're, they've got a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth after last year uh, sure. losing to the Steelers. Steelers aren't there anymore, Mike. If if the Steelers weren't there last year, who would have been in the Super Bowl in the AFC? I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it very likely uh, would have been Baltimore. They they looked just that good. So we'll we'll, we'll just have to wait and see and uh, okay. you know, let it play out. Well, I, I got a couple more minutes. I want I want to yap about something real quick. Eli okay. or Chad Henney. One more time, Eli or Chad Henney? Well, uh, you know what? You like your Chad Henney, Mike. This is the week to play him. He's playing the 30th best defense against uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers, number 32. I think this is the week you play. Uh, I think this is the week you play Chad Henney. Uh, although this is the type of game, Chris Johnson. And it didn't Chris work. Johnson. Chris Johnson's going to run the ball. Ricky Williams going to run the ball. That's going to be a ground control game. You know what? I'm going to go with Eli on Monday night. He's got Hakeem Nix. He's got Kevin Boss, Mario Manningham, all these guys. I think I think you stick it out with Eli and uh, don't yeah. don't 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 overplay this thing, Mike. You're in the playoffs. Don't overthink it. If it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. A lot of games we did not get to, and uh, we're just going to have to we're going to have to let it go. Arizona against Detroit. It should be a fest. I think you got to go Warner over Rivers there uh, in that contest, and then uh, UFFC. Uh, Russ, I think you go Reggie Bush against Sproles, and uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching the Cincinnati-San Diego game. It's probably going to be my favorite game this week. 
uh, Cincinnati at San Diego with the with the second tragedy for the Bengals. I'm, I'm, uh, a lot of promotion going on. I'm interested to see what Cincinnati does against a serious, serious contender. If they beat the Chargers, Cincinnati has a legitimate shot at going to the Super Bowl. So that's it from all of us at Red vs. Blue. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks to the crew. Red vs. Blue. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.
for the pain you've endured The blood you shed is still staining your velour You took your wealth and knowledge and gave it to the poor Only to discover that your savior is manure Accepting me as kin, put before your younger brother They put a lie on us, hardly knowing one another I honestly can say that over time I've come to love you Now we are brothers and together none can touch us It haunts me with regret, I never met your baby girl She's an angel on your shoulder, helping us to save the world This musical marriage is no coincidence on my mama to me, baby, we shall have deliverance, so we say, 